now, before your very ears, I will attempt to cut an audience member in half. Uh. To, to assist me, I'll need the assistance of my lovely assistant, Sean, and my parent partner and possibly next rival, Sonia. <laughs> Allow me to take out this three meter long saw and begin oh. to slowly and shallowly saw this human person in half. Is it me? I could. Well, no, you're the assistant in this scenario. I know, and but please, sometimes they do that. <laughs> maybe. I. Yeah, no, I said his audience member. Please make sure you back away from the splash zone. And, oh. spoiler alert, it's been a radio show this whole time. No! Whoa! Everyone's minds were blown! Presto. Uh, <laughs> welcome, one and all, to the show. Uh, today, if it's not obvious, we're discussing movie magic, or should I say movie magicians? Yes, <laughs> specifically. Ooh. Uh, you guys, how are you? Before we get into the magic talk, what's going on? Well, I'm good. I'm just imagining now the you sawing me and have like a hamburger, and I don't <laughs> like, and I don't love. With your little beautiful legs sticking out of the box. Yeah, my gams twiddling away <laughs> underneath. Maybe. Yeah. It, it is it is funny how the three of us unanimously thought without discussing it that Sean was wearing a sparkly noodle dress and like it's just <laughs> in like we just all know that that's what this needs to be. Well, as a magician assistant, like you can't be phoning it in. Right. No, true. in in my mind it was like a um, a coat with tails, a sparkly coat with tails, and then like no be. bottoms, like little shorts. Yeah, I, Sanj, I, legs yeah, out. I, I immediately imagined you and I in matching suits. Like that yeah. was like my go-to, yeah. you know. And maybe like matching but reversed. Like I'm in white yeah. with a black tie, and you're in black with a white. Like like just oh, like that immediate. And I'm in yes. like red. Yeah, or yeah. gold <laughs> maybe. Yeah, nice. maybe. Okay. Uh, and I also like. Sean, how often do you throw a bunch of glitter in your beard? Like, is that a thing you can do? Mm. Like, how much how much t- turnaround time do you need to get me that look? <laughs> well, if I, yeah, if I had to throw it together, easy breezy. Um, but I have not done that. I think I did try it once. It was okay. You know how glitter is. Yeah, glitter's a hazard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, no, it's, I mean. I think the, it didn't read as well. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, I think, it, I, think it, I think it just looks kind of like dirty. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. You know, actually. yeah. Oh, oh. The you hazards of a glitter beard. beard. You don't get a sparkly beard. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess so. Uh, you guys, should we uh, pull a bunny out of this hat and get this whole thing started? Oh yes, Alakazam. That's my last. That's my last like like riff joke here. Um. Anyway, first before we dive in, do you guys like stage magic? Is that a thing you enjoy? No. <laughs> I kind of knew that would be Sean's response, even though I couldn't tell you why I think that. I just knew. I wasn't sure where it was going to go. Sean, please elaborate. I don't know. I like, I'm, I don't, I just, I feel uncomfortable. It's like me watching stand-up comedians. I'm, I feel like my stomach is like turning in knots. I'm like, how well, uncomfortable. And have I done... Could- like stand up before yes but i you know i can't fight this feeling uh you feel uncomfortable during those types of live performances absolutely do you well, the, i do not the no? the stakes are high like the looking dumb in front of other people which i know like cringe or like 
you know, those high embarrassment situations, Sean gets that secondhand embarrassment real bad. So I, I yeah. think I get where that's coming I, from. Oh, I don't want, oh. like, the threat of a magician's trick not turning out and the audience being like, oh, you <laughs> suck. I'm like, oh, no. He would just pass out. I would completely pass out. But a def like like would explode from my chest. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like if you're going to be a stage magician, like you've already checked off the going to be embarrassed. Well, box. yeah, like like it's like it's part and parcel. Like at some point it's going to go wrong. Well, and it is how you recover from that. If you have an ego, like you're not becoming a magician. No offense. Like, but you, David Blaine. It's, like, it's embarrassing. I know. And Chris David Angel. Blaine's greatest trick of all was making us all believe that magic was cool. True. <laughs> Mind freak. You're right. There are magicians that are like, you ever heard of rock and roll, baby? Yeah. Or, or like, then. <laughs> but that, that's also, Eyeliner, that's embarrassing. <laughs> that's embarrassing yeah, that's, in a different way. It is. Well, and that kind of pulls me into my second question here, which is like, what is the magician's vibe? Like, what is this thing that they do where it's like, is it a dance? Is it a theme? What, like, how do we how do we talk about this? What is it? Mm. Well, to answer your first magic. question, okay, <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I do think that staged magic is kind of amazing. Like I, yes. I am I, a childlike wonder takes over my body when I see people do magic, and I will be that person who's like gasping and like clapping and gets really excited. <laughs> um, but I do understand what Sean's saying and share some of that, like, cringe factor as well. I think if I can just kind of fully give myself over to the experience, then I'm okay. But if I, like, think about it after the fact, then that's when I feel embarrassed for all of us involved. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't feel embarrassed or anything. But uh, I do appreciate being tricked. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, like I see the artistry and like the, like, you, oh, I wonder how they did that. You know, like, you strike me like, as a man that's got his eyes peeled looking like, I feel like you're trying to figure it out or you're trying to like bust, bust the trick open. Definitely. Like, I definitely would like to figure it out for sure. Like that would, I would be into that, but I'm not like looking at the corner the whole time to see when whatever thing happens. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm letting I'm I'm letting the experience walk, like pull, flow into me. Yeah, that's oh, good. Because okay. I think that's really irritating when someone's like not even <laughs> trying to have a good time with it. They're just so eager to figure it out that they're not even like experiencing the experience. Yes. Oh yes. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I want to, but I've never felt what Sean has described, like. <laughs> at the at the start of a, a show i've well, been concerned it's going to be lame mm, that's yeah. been a thing david you know, lame like, <laughs> like oh man that guy's case is not big enough to entertain me tonight but <laughs> then you know <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said whoa um <laughs> i can't believe i just got you but that's what he said am joke. i right ladies in yeah. 2023 <laughs> He's genuinely laughing. Uh, but the reaction that went that that like reaction <laughs> chain from us was just precious. That's that's really what got me. Uh, anyway, okay, back to my second question. Yeah, back to your second question. Uh, yes, I think how, there are how, categories. Yeah, what do what do you think they are? So I think rock there's star, <laughs> rock star, David Blaine, Bef befuddled dad. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, befuddled Daffy vaudeville Dad. grandpa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's like, like, that actually is maybe one of my favorite categories because one of my favorite categories of tricks is pretending that something went wrong and then, ooh, twist, that was part of the trick. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that got me in one of our films that I watched this week. Where I was like, oh. oh my God, he messed it up. That's so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my God, this is so embarrassing <laughs> for him. But um, and then there's, I guess there's like the Vegas, like kind of high camp. I don't know if that's just oh. Siegfried and Roy or. Mm-hmm. No, I, there, think there's, I, I think there's there actual others. other illusionists, big, big, yeah. big showgirl illusionists. The, the God Bluth kind. <laughs> but also and... it's like. The idea of doing an entire set, like an hour long or whatever, I'm like, can you keep my attention this long? Like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, but for me, the answer is yes. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm like, may, maybe if this was... Okay, so at Folk Fest, I saw a magic trick being performed on the main stage <gasps> oh, by yeah. so-called, remember? Yes. And, and I was impressed. He ripped up the program... And people were booing him. <laughs> They're yeah. like, oh, boo, don't rip up the program. And then, oh, surprise, uh, the program is intact. It was perfectly intact. I have no idea how he did that. Well, to me, it's there was two programs. Well, for but... sure, but he rolled up his sleeves, I think. Yeah, well, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure that was just magic. Yeah, and it I might think have he been, been just magic. It was magic. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what. And he was a magical man in many ways. But, oh yes. Um. So, it's funny that I saw close up magic on a stage recently. Nearly a week and a half ago. But he only did one of those tricks, and if he did like an an hour of that, yeah, I think I would be like, I gotta go. But I think I think you like put a thing together, and then I think that's where this type of pageantry starts to come mm-hmm. in. Because, like, I think that they're aware that, like, you can't just, like, do one trick, do the next trick, do the next trick. As a man who's seen a magic show kind of like that, which was awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But um, it is just a thing that's like, are you going to be, you know, like Sonia was saying, like, the funny comedian or the funny, the funny magician. They're all going to be funny comedians. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> or the, the the rock and roll one or whatever. And there is there must have been a time that's passed us by where magicians were a big deal. And I oh, think yeah. we didn't. But did we see that? Did that happen to us? Not oh, to not us. to us. I was thinking like the Harry <laughs> Houdini of it all. Oh, that far back. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like David Copperfield in the 80s must have been like a big deal. Yeah. Like, like, uh, you know, like people right now are buying tickets to the Eras tour. When were they buying tickets to the magic show? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is why it's like, are magicians, did they mean to be magicians or are they just sort of failed actors, failed performers in other ways <laughs> that were like, I'm finding a different niche? No, I think there are people out there who that's their dream. And like, are they, are they probably kind of the weird kid in their class? Maybe. And I love that mm-hmm. for them. I love yes, that journey for them. And I love, I think that's a very whimsical dream to have. I don't know how many people out there have it, but I just you love that there are at least it. some. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, well. And also the the gender 
the binary. Mm. Like yes. how many how many lady magicians do we see popping up? I literally through? can't think of a single one. There's no famous female magicians. This is why the, I think I just the, the bro culture of it also is another thing that adds to me being like, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't think I can think of a single one. Well, so there's some if you're out really there, good names. Mm-hmm. Really? Faye Presto. Okay. Oh. Princess there, Tenko. There, there is mm. kind of a drag show vibe to the whole situation. Yeah. And I gotta, I gotta think that, like, because I think being a magician or an illusionist has been around for a long time. But I do think it probably got amped up by drag culture as, you know, what hasn't. Mm. Well, really. what more is drag than creating an illusion? Oh, True. Sean. So we should just be talking about RuPaul right now. Yeah, my favorite <laughs> the biggest, <laughs> The biggest magician. Um, okay, you guys, next, next big question. Next big question. Uh, you know those, like, movies and things about, like, and there's a show. I can't remember what it's called. Behind the Magic, maybe? Uh, where, oh. like, they show you how things are done. Mm-hmm. Do you like those? Who's the two, one quiet, one not? <laughs> Penn and Teller. Yeah. I knew yeah. as soon as you... They, yeah. they did a bit of a... I remember watching a trick exposed that they showed once. And I was very intrigued. But I feel like they don't, but, you know, you don't give away your tricks that often. Or you shouldn't. But, but Penn and Teller, like, do it to trick you in a different way. Mm. Right? Like, they, like, they're, like, like, they're trying to do... Because uh, they're kind of on my list of, of folks to talk about. But, like, they have the one trick where they're doing stuff and it looks really crazy, but they're just hung upside down. Oh. I don't know if you've ever seen. Right? So it's, like, all this stuff of, like, like they pour drinks and stuff and it looks really weird and crazy. But they're, the, the only trick is that they're upside down. And the thing that they enjoy is, like, having people, like, figure figure stuff out. But they're, like, doing, like, upscale magic or something. You know, like there is like an upper level of, I don't know how how else to describe high it, budget maybe. magic, maybe. But like they don't seem as as I don't I don't know if I want to use this word. That I'm gonna use it, but please soften it in your mind. Mm-hmm. They don't seem as foolish to me as some of the other people mm. do. And like I have not seen Siegfried and Roy, and like, you like, never I, will. I, I know, but like, there's got to be a. They they have to have a direct to video disc. Uh, oh, certainly. <laughs> right, mm. and like I've never even seen that, but I do have assumptions about what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> are they wearing uh, vests? In your assumptions, because right. they are. In well, mine. I mean, are, I mean, they are wearing vests, but those things are deep cut. Oh, uh, yeah. There's no shirt. It's there's barely shirt. attached. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Plunging. But it is just a thing that, like, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot more pageantry with a lot of people. Do you think that we're going to have a magician, like, comeback? Like, a reality show about magicians? and I mean, at some point. I feel like it's going to happen and I don't want it. I feel it coming. (laughs) (laughs) Or are we too jaded now? Is it, but you guys, if this is one of those things where we have powers and we will this back in the world, no, th- and this, this is the this is the one. I'm gonna be really <laughs> mad if this is the one. Yeah. Plus, okay, we're got, rich. <laughs> you guys, plus we're uh, rich. I, yeah. I am looking at some clips of Siegfried and Roy right now yeah. to confirm my suspicions, 
And I will, like, right now, one of them is riding on a mirror ball, which is atop of a black and white tiger. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's mounted the tiger, and that is on a disco ball spinning. And that's part of the show. Okay, well, okay. that sounds great, actually. Right. I bet and the like, tiger loves it, and nothing bad ever happened to them. And I bet, <laughs> and bet the tiger never turns on. The only not, turning that tiger does on... is on top of a disco ball. <laughs> but like, like, like this is just like they're animal tamers. Well, and like, did they supposedly do ma- animal abusers? They do, that's all one hundred percent. But did they do magic? Is it I a think magic so. Show? I think if I'm not mistaken, I think they would like make them disappear and stuff. But I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. No, it's. I think that must be. I think the, they did tricks. But what? They're. Uh, oh yeah, one of them's popping out of a box with the tiger. Right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Having but, magic described to you also top top it's, notch. It's amazing. <laughs> it really translates. Yeah. Um, but like, what is it about this whole thing that's like okay, and now you're gonna wear this fluffy, uh, one of those puffy shirt and vest mm. and like, like a swing your arms around you know like all of this stuff and like okay Siegfried we gotta fill two minutes between this part and this part so you just want to slowly dance in front of the crowd while the fog machines spew off yeah and this is like yeah sh- this is where the showmanship really unique yeah and I want to watch it I'll be honest as we know and <laughs> from a film that we probably all watched this week you can have the tricks, but you also need the showmanship to yes, say Yes, I was thinking Ooh. about that. The pledge, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, okay, you guys. Next, My next question, I'm kind of springing it on you. What is the best magic trick you've ever seen? Can you describe it in words? You know... <laughs> Not really. I don't know if I've seen too many John's, magic John's tricks. I know. I was... the, the thumb. The thumb. Oh one. my god, okay. he's doing it! <laughs> Jeremy just ripped the tip of his, tu- his thumb off. That's Ooh. amazing. His thumb. Wow. His yeah, thumb. that one kills kills kids. They absolutely. Yeah, it still gets me, honestly. <laughs> um, you guys, you don't have like a magic trick that you've seen once that's like, oh wow, like that was something. Like not even like from a friend or anything. Okay, so I you asked this question shortly before the show. So yeah. I scrambled on YouTube and I found some clips <laughs> of David Blaine. <laughs> and honestly, they did blow my mind. Like, um, he did this one where he got someone to, like, pick a card out of a deck. And then he, like, threw the cards at them. They were standing in front of a plate glass window. And then their card was stuck to the other side of the plate glass window. Mm-hmm. But it had their name written on it, I think, as well. Like, it was, like... Like, I actually have no idea how he does any of what he does. So, to me, every single one I watch of his. But then also at that point, I feel like I start losing the interest. I'm like, ugh, Mm. I'll never figure that out. (laughs) And then I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm so ready to give up on magicians, like, within minutes. I don't know why. Clearly. I'll drop them. Um, I do, well, I do feel like there's also this, like, big kind of, like, asterisk on a thing I see on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, an yeah. immediate, Well, just like, seeing it on TV, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, like, oh, like, because Sanj, I think I've seen that clip at some point where, because he, like, throws the cards, like a baseball. Yeah. And it, like, lands in the glass. And, like, I mean, it's cool. Those people could be actors. Like, we have no idea. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. What's, but then I Googled yeah. 
is David Blaine a fraud? And then a bunch of people on Quora were like, no. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> Te- well, I don't have time to delve deeper yeah. into this. Yeah. And Te- we, we Te- always trust Quora in this house. Yes. Oh, always. Yeah. Delicious um, breakfast. Uh, um. But I was once a young man in Disneyland on a riverboat. Oh. Uh, and they had this magician there who was like, he was dressed as a cowboy, uh, which is also good. But he did like card and coin tricks. And like what he did was incredible. Like it was absolutely incredible. And it was just him like palming thing. I don't know how you magic. Um, but it was like him just doing like dexterous hand moves to trick me. <laughs> Yeah, and like, it, it was. It was Quit it with your dexterous hand moves, sir. To embarrass me. <laughs> to embarrass uh, and befuddle me. Uh, no, I was, I was bemused. You got, I was, I was just like, how's he, how's he doing this? And then there were a few that he would show, and you're just like, good. Surely this can't be the case. And then mm. he's like, yeah, you know, I just flick it behind my back and catch it with my other hand, and you're like, really? And then he does it again, and you're just like, "Wow!" Like that's, Imagining that's, that's doing do. it makes me feel so stressed, actually. Oh, for which real? I guess this is a bit of what Sean's talking about. Yeah, like there's mm-hmm. so much room for that to go wrong. And then you're just standing there holding nothing with your card in your hand. With your card in your hand, <laughs> but I guess that's with your why... deck in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's why you get the tiger for that emotional safety. Yeah. Again, unsafe, unsafety. Well, but the the part of it that I do actually find so genuinely fascinating and cool is the kind of psychological aspect of Mm -hmm. like how reliably you can get people to focus on something and that will make them completely oblivious to something else. Mm -hmm. I do love that part. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's just like a, it's a hack, right? Yeah, Not to say that they are hacks, but they might be. Yeah, (laughs) but... A per is a people hack. <laughs> a human hack. Human yeah. hack. Cause human do you hack. remember when you know Chris Angel had his black uh, nails wrapped around our throat in the yes. early two thousands? Yeah. And he had like a half hour like series on TV. He did. Mind I watched I, some of it this week. But I also never put stock in it because it's insanely easy to. Do whatever you want on a television show. Well, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. But I think, if I recall correctly, don't they, like, fail some stuff sometimes? And, like, yeah. things don't work out? And, uh, and like, it's, it's always this thing, because I think we were used to seeing, like, documents of people doing tricks or, like, just about their lives or whatever. Mm-hmm. But as far as I can remember, at least, like, like, in my head, this was, like, the first, like, presentation of him like as a magician on tv because there was like i think david blaine must have done it first but maybe i just didn't see it because he had like i think it was that video like street magic or whatever uh and i think that was like in the pre-youtube days circulated by email yeah or something Uh, right like it was like very not dark because then one (laughs) of the like i think one of the very first videos i saw on youtube was that like spoof of david blaine Mm-hmm. Where it's like, stop putting things on my body, David Blaine. Like, I don't know why that one line is just like stuck in my mind. <laughs> so, yeah, he must have been pretty early. Pre YouTube, um, dark place. Yeah. yeah. It's true. The pre YouTube, pre YouTube David Blaine videos that are 
circulated on the internet, likely in those like reburned AOL discs. <laughs> I think was kind of kind of how the whole thing went down. But um, uh, ah, the mind freak. Um, mind freak. <laughs> Wait, but you wasn't guys, Chris guys... Angel the mind freak? He was, yeah. Okay, yeah. but that's that's kind of it. Um, he, we got a couple minutes. He here TM'd mind freak. Yeah, I TM'd. That's it. true. You can't that's freak true. out, freak other minds. Yeah. No one. Um, before we cut for the break, you guys, uh, we are. This is a movie show, and we're yeah. talking about movies and shows. You might. Um, what what do you think the main tropes of the magician's film are? We've talked a lot about magicians, but do you think that this extends to cinema in the same way or a different way? A little different, because at least the ones we watched this week, they'd be sad, these magicians. Mm-hmm. Tortured souls drawn They're to tortured the occult souls. arts. Yes. Um, I'll bring up a, a character that I love from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, who there is a magician on there that uh, she represents named Alfie, played by Gideon Glick, and he is like... I feel like this trope some, comes up sometimes of the really drunk, inept sort of man that can't seem to get it together at all, and you're all you're everyone's doubting him, and then he does an amazing trick, and then people are shook and shocked by it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's his sort of thing, and I feel like I've seen that pop up a few times, but there's a lot there's not a lot of recognizable tropes because there's honestly not a lot of magician films. Uh, there aren't a ton. Um, I do feel like there is like, at least in the more modern ones, like they are trying to be like have that big twist yeah. all the time, right? And it also Prestige. really come, yes. Uh, it, but it does come off as feeling superficial if it doesn't land, right? Yeah. Like, like it's the whole build up, and sometimes you can just feel the vibe of like, oh, this isn't working, or it's just been a trick the whole time, or you know, like that sort of stuff. And I feel like, uh, again, we'll talk about it after the break, but that's sort of the, like, now you see me uh, situation. Yeah. Mm. So, I don't know. And also, like, filming a magic trick, you have to film it correctly to make it look amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because if it looks like you could have an easy cut or something, then it's like, that's not impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other, the other, I don't know if this might be a trope or a negative trope of these, is that, like, once you start CGIing, it really kind of does break down the whole, you know, like like the whole point is that someone has practiced practiced something so much that we believe it's magical, and instead you just get Jesse Eisenberg to like do this and then throw a card in there, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right, what I was so. kind of thinking when we were talking about like a magic resurgence earlier. Is like, mm-hmm. is the existence of AI and deep fakes just going to make us go like, oh, well, yeah, we can see literally anything on film, so. Mm-hmm. We don't care. It's all, it's all over. Well, while you think about that, while you sit at home and think about how we've done this, coming over to you, the radio, uh, via all sorts of speaker and wire, uh, we're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. You're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. Welcome back. You're listening to Spoiler Alert. Today we're talking about magic and the protect practitioners of magic Mm. known as magicians uh and the magician film uh and or tv show in the case of mind freaks uh but before we continue our discussion um does anyone know what time it is i used to Ooh, let me just pull this watch out from my pocket 
It's uh, game time, people. Whoa. What's that little ditty? <laughs> was that? Let me read a look at Some of the lyrics are about black magic and stuff. <laughs> you, you know what? Sanj, oddly enough, quite fitting. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything else. Ricky Martin? Thank yeah. you. Uh, Ooh, for... Ricky Martin. <laughs> Ooh. Um, he's been here the whole time. For those who don't know, if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend, I think it is like five minutes this week, looking for a title related to our topic that these two have hopefully not seen. I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. We all have a great time. Guys, are you ready to play the game? Yes. Yeah. This week's title is Spooky House. Ooh. That title again, Spooky House. So, uh, so scary. There is a hint here uh, that I would like to give you guys. Um, uh, <laughs> I, well, I'd like to mention two things before you uh, give me your give me your answers. Just to just to manage expectations, just a little bit. Uh, so number one, this was released in two thousand two. Mm-hmm. So please keep that in mind. Uh, and number two. This made at the box office $65,000. Oh, wow. <laughs> it does not say how much it costs to make. Uh, but looking at a few of the people who are in it, it was definitely more than that. Um, flop. Sh- <laughs> Sean and Sonia. Uh, <laughs> Certified flop. <laughs> um, please, please. Let me- <laughs> What's this about? Sean, you want to go first? Okay. Spooky House. I think that it is about... Um, the House of Spooky, a family, John and Brenda Spooky, they and their whole family, um, they, uh, they're they kind of a fame-hungry sort of like uh, parents, and they decide to start a reality show called Spooky House that mm-hmm. follows their three children um, as they run this weird business of running also a haunted house. That okay. is, you know, very low budget and nobody nobody goes to it. It's done. That doesn't do very well. Um, that's what I think it's about. Wow. And okay, well, thank obviously thank it didn't you. do very well. People didn't go see <laughs> it. Obviously it didn't do very well. Okay, thank you, Sean. Thank you. Sanj, what do you think Spooky House is about? Okay, I think Spooky House is one of those uh, kind of low budget, but not that low budget because of the cast, kids movies from the early 2000s. Um, but kind of like a, almost like a direct-to-video kind of thing. Um, yeah. About a town, a small town in New England, that's famous for mm-hmm. being the hometown of this uh, old-timey magician, the great Corsini. And mm-hmm. there's this group of kids from the local school who, like, worship the ground he walked on, but he disappeared 20 years Ooh. ago, and no one knows whatever happened to him. But his big Ooh. old spooky house is still there. And so one day the kids are playing out in the woods and they find this like letter from the great Corsini Mm -hmm. kind of pointing towards a great mystery. So they go on this big adventure to figure out what happened to him and try and become master magicians themselves. And there's a very stacked cast and that's why it costs a lot more than it made. That's fine. I would watch. Are we talking like... Disney stars at the t- time, or yeah, what is this probably maybe like a one strong adult actor who's a parent, right? Uh, okay, um, thank you very much, uh, Sean. Once again, all wrong in <gasps> all ways, shapes, and forms. Okay, uh, 
Sanj. Uh, oh, here we go. Here uh, like, we go. Pulling a rabbit out of the hat for this one, are you? Basically. <laughs> I, I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think I can do a full point. Okay. But definitely a half a point because you yes! were very close. And not only were you close on like, there, there's a couple parts that you got, like you went the wrong way. Could have been mm-hmm. one of two ways you went the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you did get like the cast note as well. So like pretty close. So, oh. Sonia receiving this criticism, like she's like, <laughs> she's like, yes, thank you. Yeah, like, like, okay, like that's American. fine, that's fine. You're like, that's fine. I'll work on yeah. that. But like, <laughs> thank you. I can live with that. For example, like, I can't remember what, exactly what you said, Sonia. Yeah. But the synopsis starts with the great Zamboni is no! a famous delusionist. Yes, wow. 100%. So, uh, anyway. That's better um, than what actually, I came up with, though, actually. He makes the snow Zamb- disappear from skating ice. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Zamb- Zamboni, though. Uh, so, uh, Spooky House is a 2002 American family comedy film. Uh, it's... There's a bunch of people involved. However, Ben Kingsley is the mm. ma- the the, the wow. talent at the top of the tree. Uh, this uh, was made for children uh, for a children's children. film festival. <laughs> I don't know if it's my children, um, but uh, it, <laughs> uh, it was like yeah, it, it was sort of like this like maybe thing intended for a younger audience, and maybe that's why it didn't do so well. It did win Best of Fest and the jur- the Children's Jury Award. Mm. So, the Children's I mean, Juror. Yeah. Uh, the Rural Juror. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the so Junior the, Juror. Um, yes. So, San- Sanj was very close. Uh, it's about the great Zamboni, who is a famous delusionist. And he has, like, a, a TV show with his wife, Dawn Star. Mm. Anyway, Dawn Stager? Yeah. That's Ooh. wild. <laughs> Meant to be. Anyway, 11 years ago... They did something and something went wrong during one of the tricks and Dawnstar has disappeared. <gasps> and for 11 years, Zamboni lives alone in his spooky house oh. with his pet Jaguar Shadow. Anyway, Ugh. spoiler alert, it is revealed that um, Shadow actually was Dawnstar all along. <laughs> and the magic <laughs> the magic trick got screwed up and he ac- accidentally changed his wife into the Jaguar. Anyway... A young boy Dang. comes, and uh, re- reluctantly, Zamboni starts helping the young boy, uh, like, defend himself and learn magic, and then the boy figures out that actually that's what happened, and so the family is reunited at the end. Dumb. So, Sarange, wow. if, like, if you if you had said, like, one more thing about the magician being alive, I would, uh, you would have got the point. But, half a point to Sonya, well done. Best day of my life. Wow. Well done. Sean, look, look. Look out, buddy. Of yourself. I won't look ashamed. I think we're tied now. I'm keeping my face on. (laughs) I forget what the score is, but I think we're tied. Listeners of the show, please uh, calculate the score for us. Uh, You guys, thank you for playing the game. Oh, so much. Thank Thank you, Jer. For giving her a very generous half point. (laughs) It was generous. She was close, man. She was. I don't think it was generous either. You're pretty almost there. You're like almost. Uh, you guys, we're talking about magicians and the movies about magicians and different thing. Like, is it, what do you, like, what do we call it? Reality, mag- magical reality TV? Like, is that what, is that some of the options? Magician specials? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe? I don't know. Um, you guys, what did we, what did you watch this week? Well, I watched a film from 1996 
called Bogus. Oh. Um, and you guys will literally never guess the top three built people in this film. 96? It is. Andy yeah. McDowell. No. It is. Jack Black. Young Jack Black. One, <laughs> Haley Joel Osmond. Oh. Two. Oh, yes. Two, yes. Whoopi Goldberg. Three, Gerard Depardieu. This was the this was the game. This yes, was a this, this was yeah. a game once. Yeah. Oh. Um, it also has Shirley Ralph, Andrew Martin. Basically, it's about a boy that his mom works in Vegas on a magic show. Uh, magician. She's like a magician assistant. Um, she dies tragically in a car accident out of nowhere, really. And then the only one left that can possibly take her son, Haley Joe Osmond, who is obsessed with magic, is her foster sister, Whoopi Goldberg, who she hasn't seen since she was a child. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to live with her. And then on the way, he develops a, uh imaginary friend who is a gigantic French magician named Gerard Depardieu, <laughs> who played by Gerard. Yeah, and bogus. And he basically helps them... He helps Haley get through this very trying time. And eventually he gets contact with Whoopi as well. Uh, the whole thing, you know, it's very unlikely that it would end in a song and dance routine. It does. Wow, I did not see um, that coming. The magician does magic tricks at the funeral. It's <laughs> it's really a crazy film. Um, and I was just sort of, you know, I was thinking about the way that we... Gave Haley Joel Osmond way too much emotional responsibility <laughs> at that time. Yeah. Like, yeah. shame on us. Shame on all of us for making this boy do so much. For, like, Heavy why, did he get, why did he have to carry so much? Like, um, is he okay? It, like, he's still acting. I don't know if he's, he's okay. He's acting, yeah. Um, but he's like, he plays a really weird kid that is obsessed with magic and also obsessed with old-timey Vegas references. So he's always like, Liza Minnelli signed this baseball after, the, like, a Vegas-like baseball game. And <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck hit a homer that day. He's... Re- it's a really weird character, really weird writing. Um, and uh, and Gerard Depardieu is a bizarre choice and also uh, an ext- has an extremely weird private life. That I invite you to Wikipedia or like just do some research. He's a very strange man. Wow. Um, anyway, it's it's quite the film. That's I wild. think I suggest it because you literally won't know what's happening next. Yeah, uh, it's weird. Uh, it made me uncomfortable. Uh, I feel like it was sort of like a mix of like a very serious film and a whoopee movie and just like whatever other bits of mime would needed to fill in those gaps exactly it's so strange yeah that sounds like a wild mix there's yeah there's like three different personalities all trying all fighting for what this film is about is what it feels like that's true that's a good way to put it sean that's really that's yeah. really succinct um Sanj, what about you well let's let's jump 10 years into the future to 2006 Let's do it. Romantic mystery, not a genre you hear about every day, that had mm-hmm. had me in its dang clutches as a teen mm. when it came out. Chokeful. And that is dark haired, brooding Edward Norton as the illusionist. 
Ah. With his his brooding, <laughs> sweet pasty lover Jessica Biel, uh, <laughs> the Duchess. Well, before before you say what it's about, Sanj, yeah. I just want to know if you agree. Sean, have you seen this movie? No, I thought she was okay. going to say a different movie. <laughs> oh, gosh. That one's next year. Um, I I Sanj, I just want to know if you agree with me on this. Mm. But I feel like this movie is better than it has any right being. Yes. Yes. Right. Like, like it's just like, oh, did I just enjoy myself in a huge way? Yes. Am I maybe embarrassed by that? Yes. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, carry on, please. Yeah. No. Um. So basically, this is it, the film starts off in like turn of the century, Austro-Hungarian Empire, um, and this little like peasant boy and this young duchess are besties slash fall in love. In their little village. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's meet? a duchess. I forget exactly. How does the duchess and a peasant boy get He's doing magic together. tricks, I think. Or yeah, what? In the forest, as yeah, one does. He's mm. doing magic tricks in the forest and it catches her attention. Yeah, because um, yeah, he's a, a blossoming magician slash illusionist. Um, basically, they fall in love. They, she sneaks out to the woods to see him. But then her family finds out. And because he's a peasant... He's cast out of town and they're separated and never the twain shall meet. Jump 15 years in the future and we're in Vienna. And the kid has shown back up as Eisenheim, the illusionist, who's doing all kinds of mind-blowing magical tricks on the stage in Vienna and basically causing a big uproar in the town. And then one day, who walks in on the crown prince's arm? But Sophie, the duchess, played by Despadio. And she volunteers to go up on stage for one of his tricks, and their eyes meet, and the rest is history. And then basically, the whole rest of the movie is, well, I don't know how much to spoil, actually, <laughs> even though this came out almost 20 years ago. Um, them trying to escape and be together, and then being foiled by the evil crown prince, played very masterfully, I would say, by Rupert Sewell. Um, yep. And then Paul Giamatti plays the chief inspector of the, like, imperial police who's kind of trying to get to the bottom of all all this. He's kind of the narrator and the kind of audience stand-in who, like, begrudgingly is obsessed with Eisenheim and, like, kind of is rooting for him but has to be on the crown prince's side, sort of. Um, Anyway, and then there's a bunch of twists and turns and crazy magic stuff happens and then who knows what happens at the end. Oh, <laughs> we, all, we, all, well, we all know. I'll bet they don't end up together. Oh, who knows if Ooh. there was some illusions. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like haven't seen this since it came out when I was in high school. Uh, I absolutely loved it so much then because they really nailed the yearning between these two. I will say that. Like, mm-hmm. I think this is one of the first like love scenes that I saw there's like this really cinematic scene of them making love for the first time where it just shows like uh, different shots of like hands stroking mysterious piece of skin and like you know that 90, kind of 90s vibe. style yeah 90s style <laughs> and it really yeah. it really did it for me at 50 that really <laughs> <laughs> and so and, and so <laughs> coming back to it this week I was like there's no way this will possibly be as good as my brain remembers it and like, like you're saying, it friend. kind of shouldn't be, but it is so good. It's like kind of cheesy, true. 
there are parts of it where you're like, okay, a little heavy on the like sepia tone filter here, but mm-hmm. oh, it, they kind of nailed it. They did, and I think like it's also just like a really great balance of actors as well. Yeah, and like there, there's parts that are so sinister and. Like, so there's one of the illusions because the, the whole time everyone is like trying to figure out how Edward Norton's doing what he's doing. And there, you know, there's like, is he evil? Like, did he make a deal with the devil? All that kind of jazz. But um, he does this trick with the it's he's the crown prince, the sword. Yeah. Where it like sort of like is like just held in place and no, like they kind of do a little sword in the stone moment. And there's a really great I even actually remember this scene because the tension is so good. Where, like, Ed Norton is deciding if he's going to let the prince take the sword. Yeah. And, like, be the big man in the room. Or is he going to, like, belittle him? And uh, it's so subtle. But, like, mm. it's just such a great job between... Like, everyone knows what's going on. And it's like, who's... You know, what what's he going to do in this situation? Yeah. But, um, yeah. You know, it's just so solid. So good. Yeah. Edward Norton, man. Guy can act. For real. For real. Uh... Do you guys mind if I also talk about another couple dudes who can act? Do it. Okay. Uh, I think we all uh, anticipated this movie coming. And this is, of course, uh, the incredible Burt Wonderstone. (laughs) 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 Which, have you guys watched this movie? Yeah, but not for, not like since it came out. Okay. So this, uh, this is the craziest movie. Uh, I watched it again and I was, I actually had to look it up because it is just kind of weird. And it waffles on, like, like I kind of just want to sweep my kitchen while this is on to, like, oh, oh that was a really great joke. Like, it's mm-hmm. just this weird. I later found out it did go through development hell. And, like, that's, I can feel it. Like, I can see it actually happening here. Uh, the pacing of it is crazy. Anyway, uh, let me read you the cast list because it is wild. nuts. Uh, so it stars Steve Carell, Steve Buscemi, Olivia Wilde, Alan Arkin, James Gandolfini, uh, Jim Carrey. Okay. So f- first and foremost, on paper, couple, that sounds absolutely wild. Couple goofs. Uh, yeah, so good. Anyway, so it's about magicians in Vegas, and um, it's um, uh, mainly about Steve Carell, who's like kind of like approaching or is washed up. Yeah. Uh, and he is still working with his partner, played by Steve Buscemi, and uh, they're kind of like at odds with each other and uh Bert's kind of like phoning it in and there's sort of all these different problems they they also have all of these Nicoles who are the assistants in their act and they keep firing them and then the most recent one is played by Olivia Wilde who's also trying to become her own magician anyway um they're sort of like at odds with Jim Carrey's character who's playing like a full-on ripoff of Chris Angel and he's like doing all these extreme tricks where he's like burning himself and like all these sorts of weird, weird things. Alan Arkin kind of plays like a an older magician who kind of reinvigorates Bert's sort of um, love for magic, Fire. I guess. And they kind of bring it together. The he's almost like the like boxing is... coach character. Yes, exactly. Almost exactly. The pacing of this movie is crazy where you kind of think like he should have been washed up and had his falling out with... Um, Steve Buscemi either before the movie started or like near the end and it happens like in the weirdest time like it's all this sort of like really weird pace stuff but it's littered with these jokes that are so funny like uh, one of them is that um, 
Alan Arkin's old and he's sort of in the hospital in like hospice and Olivia Wilde and Steve Carell are talking to him and he pretends to die and then like uh like a smoke bomb goes off and then he's disappeared but he's clearly under the bed (laughs) and they're choosing to not interact with him so like the trick worked uh and it is just kind of like a fun thing because it's about like real magicians and like there's no real magic right like they're just approaching it very sort of realistically as like a show business thing and this all culminates in well Jim Carrey they do this big show and Jim Carrey lobotomizes himself with a drill and like they do not address like what happened there but like that's the end of that sort of villain's arc but um their whole big thing is that they come together and they're gonna make the audience disappear and uh it's this big thing where like the audience like blinks and then they're in a different place and it's this incredible trick that everyone is mystified by and the movie ends and it kind of lands flat and then before the credits roll they show you how they made the audience disappear and they fill the room with gas and load all these people (laughs) onto trucks (laughs) and move them out to the desert and then set them all back up the way they were and then put makeup on their bruises because they just like throwing them around and it is the craziest end and like i don't even think i'm spoiling anything by saying it like you can just watch it and like enjoy knowing that that's coming because i don't know if you'd make it through otherwise (laughs) um but uh just the strangest movie ever made uh it is one of where is this Hollywood's biggest box office bombs of 2013. It made 27.4 million of its $30 million production Ooh. cost. Oofed. Oofed. Oof. I can't anyway, believe it made the... that much, honestly. I'm blown away. Yeah. Well, I guess. I mean, I think I saw it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, part of our raising that shared, 27.4. Your shared history. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what else What else you guys watch this week? Okay, well, I guess I will finally bring up The Prestige, there which I thought you guys were going to. Yeah. Um, this is Chris Nolan film um, that he... Okay. Okay, so there's a lot of okay. double... There's a lot of crazy doubles brother mm-hmm. work in this film. And then guess who he wrote the screen... <gasps> who he screen wrote this film with, but his brother Jonathan Nolan, Lana... A lot of doubles, a lot of yeah. brothers tricking us in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, two magicians are obsessed with pulling off an illusion and one-upping each other and getting vengeance on each other. And it drives them both insane into tragic end. Um, this film is so good because there is a twist. Like, I'm sure it's on one of those lists. It's like, biggest twist. But the mm-hmm. twist is actually foreshadowed and uh, told to mm-hmm. us directly many times by many characters. And it still is really interesting how it the audience won't look at it. Like yeah. it's telling us so many times and we're not going to see it. Yeah, it, they, um, they literally say multiple times, are you watching closely? And we're Ooh. like, we don't believe it. Sorry. Like, Sorry, I guess not. <laughs> we're like, we're on, uh, we're on Hugh Jackman's side. Um, and also... This is the thirtieth, thirty uh, seventh time that Hugh Jackman has appears with top hats, old timey hat and tails. He's obsessed with it. Uh, this might have been the first though. This yeah. is like the the initial. I feel like when I picture him, it's in old timey hat and tails. Yeah, <laughs> I still haven't seen it, you guys. 
Greatest Showman? That's fine. Honestly, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. From uh, now on. <laughs> yeah, Sean, you know what? Sean will do a one-man version. It's good. Oh, my God. I would, lo- I would love that. That would be Never best. enough. Okay, <laughs> I have a confession to make you guys. Wow. Yeah. My experience rewatching this one was kind of the opposite of The Illusionist. Where it's like... You didn't... Wow. It's, it's better than how I experienced it. Like, I didn't have as much fun watching this one. Or, like, I wasn't swept up in this one. Despite it mm. arguably being a better movie. Or, like, a more, you know, tightly constructed film. I, I think there's a Christopher Nolan thing. Yeah. In that, like, I think he likes to make things that are confusing. Oh. And in, in his earlier stuff, I think that there was, either by him or by others, concern that it was too confusing. And I think in the case of The Prestige, I still really enjoy it. But there are a lot of things that weren't obvious that are now super obvious. Yeah. And it it's, it doesn't ruin it. And actually, like, sometimes you can appreciate what they did because you can see it like you can see it very clearly um but it is kind of a thing where you just feel like like you you know that twist is coming that set of twists is coming mm-hmm. and um it doesn't it doesn't wreck it but the first time it was magic mm. right like that first like that first time because i remember watching it and then i think we needed to rent it to confirm what we had seen like I like I remember like oh no like this surely the you know the flashbacks were depicted differently and that's not what we and then gotcha. watch it and it's there the whole time gotcha right babe. like it's yeah. yeah so um and that's why I think watching the Prestige for the first time is a sacred a mm. sacred thing but I feel like Memento and maybe Inception fall into that category whereas later he's allowed to be confusing. And, like, you just watch Tenet again, and you notice more stuff. Yeah, and it doesn't explain it for you at the end. Yeah. Um, Did I think it was really funny that they're like, well, I guess we need to find you a double, Hugh Jackman. (laughs) And they they go to the local pub, and they find a man who looks exactly like him. (laughs) They find Hugh Jackman. (laughs) Yeah, that took me out of it for sure. A gigantic, broad-chested man in, like, turn of the century. And they're like... There he is. Oh, God. He's like, hey. (laughs) Yeah. That's so fun. I think that he just had a vision of a field full of top hats and was like, I want this image, baby. Yeah. Uh, He probably just scooped them all up and now he's still been, uh, you know, still been wearing them from time to time, basically. Um, But I think we can all unanimously, unanimously. Unanimously Uh (laughs) agree. It's okay. Just a little record skip. The the prestige is the best. The best one. I don't know. Like, yes, objectively. But subjectively, I think I liked The Illusionist more. Well, but that first watch, though. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. Uh Okay, well, listeners, we're out of time. So now (laughs) it's up to you to to figure out. Yeah, it's up to you. You guys, that's all the time we have. Are you watching closely? Are you watching closely? Are you listening? Are you listening closely? Uh, I would like to give a shout out to the Carries for the use of our theme song, Manituna, my co-hosts, Sanj and Sean, everyone at CJTR, and of course to our listeners. Spoiler Alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. and rebroadcasts Fridays at what time, Sanj? Noon. 
Okay, I, my note is wrong, and I don't know how I did that. Three. Well, three. Is it three? Noon. Oh, God, I'm doubting okay. myself. <laughs> it's at three or it's at noon. It's one of the two. Uh, listeners, are you listening? You, you guys, it's you Friday's at three. It's three. It's Friday's three, at three. Okay. okay. I saw the note and thought Are you listening wrong. closely? Uh, are you are listening? listening closely? Uh, <laughs> Spoiler Alert is also available as a podcast on CJTR's website. And we're on Twitter at Spoiler Alert YQR and Instagram at Spoiler Alert CJTR. Uh, My Electric should be coming up next. Uh, have a great week. See you next week. Uh, what's the radio equivalent of like? Poof. Poof. <laughs> that, that's it. Wreck <laughs> and break Poof. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.